this computer. Okay, recording is live. My first interview, first podcast, holy shit. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yo, I'm here with Gilbert Ivel. Uh, thank you for coming on, man. This is the first ever Huntley World Traveler podcast. So thank you so much. Just want to do a quick intro. Uh, I know you for, I think probably since I was 15, 16. That's like half my life. I've seen you as a, as a big brother. 14 years. Some, something like that you know if I, I got this tattoo right here uh, courtesy yeah. to you yeah. the t- tattoo shop you were there yeah. so uh to me you know you're a you're a big brother uh you, you trained me you trained me some some martial arts techniques super happy that uh, to have you on we want to just have an awesome chat today about you know gilbert's few uh known to some as you know like the the bad boy of cage fighting ufc and just have a nice chat, see how you're doing this period, what you're up to, and you know what your vision is on you know just uh, the world right now. Okay. Awesome. So um, one of the first things that came came to mind for me was you know uh, before I met you, I, I know that I knew some people around me that knew you, and they were talking about this this big badass fighter, this guy covered in tattoos, you know, someone who could scare the living shit out of you. And then I met you, and the way I saw you was like this just big, friendly teddy bear, this awesome, super friendly guy. The contrast uh, was really big for me. And uh, I remember walking in the streets of Amsterdam with you, and people are just, oh, Gilbert, oh, Gilbert, hurricane, this and that. So badass. Um, what I'd like to get into with you, man, is, you know, you've got a, you know impressive record. Um, all of your fights won either by knockout or submission. I'm really curious, dude. Um, how did it really start for you? What, what was the starting point in your journey? You know, for the people who don't know your story, when did you start fighting professionally, and what drove you to to make that choice? Um, well, actually, when I was young, I saw the movie uh, Bloodsport. You know, Bloodsport, Michelle yes, Rodriguez. Yeah. We went to whatever city, whether China, Japan, to fight in a kumite. Yeah. Oh. And then he beat everybody up. And that's when I was young, I was like, ah, shit, I want to do that. Because it's awesome. You know, you know, flying and fighting, training hard. We give it with the sensei, training to, and then flying to another country and uh, fighting a tournament and beating people up. So, well, when I was, uh, listen, let's make it a little short story. When I was uh, 19, I, uh, I came back uh, in Amsterdam where I was born. I met my trainer, Lucien Carbine, and actually, what, within two years, we were fighting in Japan and doing, yeah, beating people up. Within so, yeah, two years? Actually, yeah, in, yeah, I think, yeah, in, in the first year, we went to uh, Russia. Second year, we were already fighting for things, Japan, yeah. So, what's that like, man? Were you just, like, insanely talented, or you just work your ass off? Was it a combination of both? How do you how do you do that within such a short amount of time? Let's say it might be both. We were like, uh, Alicia was a good trainer to you know, Alicia can bring you from zero to hero real quick. <laughs> okay. you know? And um, yeah, we were training like two or three times a week, five days five days uh, a week, and uh, Saturday Sunday there were fights. Uh, I was fighting in the bigger shows, so for me it was like once or twice in a month. Um, but 
they were constantly busy with fighting, 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 morning, evening, uh, like during the day, we we're just busy, busy with fighting. So my whole life was just fighting. So I think that's why uh, I went, we went, I went, became good quickly. Yeah. You know, my mind was only focused on fighting. You know, you know your mind is focused on something, you know, uh, there's nothing uh, you can, uh, that, that can stop you. So how did you get started with this guy as a trainer? I mean, did you just walk into a gym sometime? Did he, did you know him through a friend? Like how did well, I, uh, I, uh, I went to Amsterdam from a small city in, uh, in Holland, from Hengelo. I came in Amsterdam. I met my father over there. And I, we walk, I walked my father uh, uh, down the street and he said, Hey, Gilbert, this guy is Lucien. He's a good fighter. He might, he might can, he, he can train you, he might train you. And, you know, Spoke to him, I think, uh, uh, I think, what, a month later, picked yeah. me up. And that, that, that was it. We just started training and we never started. Actually, we stopped after six years, but, you know, we started training and basically we were together for years, day in, day out. Epic. So uh, did you train exclusively with him uh, in the Netherlands? Did you also do, do like, you know, some, some get fighters do like training camps in other countries. Did you do that as well? Uh, the first, uh, the first couple years I trained only with him. Then I, I met John Lewis in uh, Las Vegas. There was a show I should be supposed to fight in. The show got postponed. And, uh, but because of all the hotel, of all the plane tickets were paid up, the hotel tickets, hotel rooms were paid. So he was like, you know what? Let's get all, all these guys over to Vegas, have a great time. So that's how, uh, how I met him. And um, yeah, we, we became friends. And um, so I think during the rest of my life, I've been flying back and forth to uh, Vegas to train with him. Yeah. And I did all my camps with him in Vegas. Okay, cool. Vegas. So uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, huh? Actually, it does. <laughs> Man, okay, so let me take me take me to your just your first fight, right? You've been training with, with Lucien, you've been going for it, and all right, first fight booked, arrives. What's going through oh, your mind? The first fight is never, and this is, I think, for a lot of fighters, the first fight, fight is never like everybody thinks it would be. It is like, hey, I'm training, I think we're training for three months, and uh, somebody got injured. And hey, we got somebody injured. Do you want to fight? Yeah. We'll pay you 500 gulden back in the day. <laughs> okay, why not? Uh, after three months fighting. And then, yeah, we went to this place. And actually, uh, what is it like a half hour ago? Just driving there. First place I fought. Uh, yeah, go into the ring, fight. And this guy picks me up, slams me on the ground. And I was like, fuck, what am I doing? doing here i was like really like, what are doing here and but well, i got up and i beat the i beat him up i actually uh got a fall because i gave him a knee on to the head dropped him with the knee to the head and because i at that day uh, you had to wear knee pads and i didn't wear knee pads so they just give me disqualification but it was clearly i was beating him up and i won the fight but i guess this disqualified so you kicked ass your first fight and you got disqualified your first fight. Yes, because I knocked him out with the knee and it was not allowed because I didn't wear knee pads. But from the day on, it was like a lot of uh, big promoters watching and they saw me fight. And, uh, my next fight was in the biggest show in Holland. 
like yeah. uh, three months later or something. So yeah, and that's from there went. And of that big of the big show, the second fight, um, uh, free fight got a little bit popular. It got it got on national television for the first time really, and they show a, showed a clip of me beating somebody up badly, like badly, oh, like. Like, uh, like stupid to say from uh, about myself, but people were like, they saw something what nobody did before. You know, they yeah. saw yet fighters, and then they, there was me, this new guy who beat. Yeah, I guess I did something new. Yeah. Wow. So take me through your through your mind at that time. You know, all right, first fight, uh, kicking a guy's ass, but you get disqualified. Uh, a couple months later, big fight. You know, it's becoming popular. How are you feeling? Are you like, all right, blood, blood sport level check? Or are you thinking like, holy crap, how did this happen? Uh, what's your, what was your attitude at the time, man? Were you loving it? Were you under pressure or? Uh, no, I was, of course, loving it. Um, coming, well, let me shave a little bit from, this, this, I didn't tell, tell you that yet, but there's a book coming out of, uh, about me. Somebody's okay. writing a book. So and I want to save a little bit for the book. But sure. From, um, let's say, abusive uh, uh, foster parents, uh, mm -hmm. child uh, abuse of childhood, uh, being like never fit it, never fit in. Yeah. And uh, with fighting, I was beating up and people were like, you know, literally the whole crowd was cheering for me, screaming for me. And I was, I was something, I was somebody. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, like you said, we were walking down the street, the people like they knew my name. And when I was young, I was always doing about, about when I'm, when I'm, you know, when I'm older, I want to be so famous that everybody knows me around the world. <laughs> and that happened, that, that started to happen, you know, because uh, I walk into the arena and people start screaming my name. And so I was like, yeah, I was very comfortable. I had no pressure at all. I was training my ass off. I was training good. I was good. Basically, everybody I was fighting, they knew they couldn't get, you know, I would, I would beat them up. So I was very comfortable, very normal, very, no pressure at all. I was, I was ready. I was ready to beat somebody yeah. up. So, yeah. Like you, you found your path. You found your thing or yeah. it found you and it was just natural. Wow, man. So, you know, I mean, nowadays, MMA is a, a lot more structured and people are divided into categories and styles. How would you describe your own, like, fighting style back in the day, especially? Actually, yeah, oh, this is so different now. Uh, back in the day, we were just fighting. We were not, we were just fighting. All right, you in the ring, I'm in the ring, unless beat each other up and see who's standing last, right? And my style was just, yeah, yeah, I was just destroying, like the hurricane, I came in and I destroyed you. I just came in and beat you up and didn't stop kicking, punching, kneeing until you're down. Nowadays, they are just playing, um, playing a, a fight game. Oh shit, my girl is calling me. Uh, playing a fight game, so they are not, uh, fighting anymore, they doing the fight game. It's like, all right, if I do a takedown right now, I might get a point. If I do some case control, I get a point. You know what, let me steal the round. But they don't really want to fight. They don't really, really want to stand and bang. They just wanna, you know, 
Grand Pound Lay and Lay and Pray and you know they're smart now. They're doing really good, but yeah, it's different. Okay. So about about that, right? I mean, you did some some cage fighting, free fighting, paletudo, a little bit of everything. You know, things were different back then. Uh, is less rules the right word? Word? I have to pick up the phone. Is it okay with you? So, you know, that bring that that brings it back to me. So, I mean, especially nowadays, it's more like a fight game. Uh, we'll get back to that later. But you know, you did some valetudo, some cage fighting, some you know things were a bit different back then, right? Like less rules, like you said, just get in there and. Yeah, actually, the, the rules were different. Uh, basically, well, a, a cage fight, a valetudo free fight, basically, it's all the same thing. But uh, once there's like, uh, you were like slapping with the, your open hands, sometimes were bare, bare knuckles, uh, sometimes you had little gloves, sometimes you had shin pads. But uh, of course, at the end, like they unified the rules, they're all the same. But still, fighting was different. You know, there's like, we really try to knock somebody out. We try to beat. In my mind, the main thing is like, if uh, two guys are fighting, and they're still uh, at the end, two, uh, two guys still standing. It's a draw. That's what I'm thinking, you know? Yeah, how can you beat me which I'm still standing? Or we have to go all the way, or, uh, you know, all my fights, of the most of the fights that I lost are like lost on points. Yeah. Because somebody, other, somebody else, you know, and judges who never fought himself think that the other one was better than me on the ground, or he, he threw more kicks or whatever. No. That's not what I think. I think two people still standing is a draw. Yeah. So to you, what should happen in that situation? All right. You guys have been in your rounds. Both, both are still standing. Uh, draw and rematch later or? Yeah, it's a draw. And if they, if they do that, people will train harder. They'll go for knockouts. They'll go for, yeah, they'll fight better. This is what I, I think. Yeah. I also think they should uh, uh, take out the, the elbows and uh, let them be allowed to kick, uh, kick on the ground. With the elbows, you can just slide somebody open, the fight is over. Um, but it's pretty hard to kick somebody on the ground. And you can do also good, do good damage there, but that's what I think, you know. Yeah. Did you, did you use a lot of elbows yourself uh, back in the day when it was allowed, or? No, maybe once, once in a fight. Mm -hmm. But I, I use my knees. Yeah. Let's get to that because I've seen some sick ass highlights of you not just kneeing someone, but the double knee. Just hop two knees to the face. Yeah. Was that something that came naturally? Or was that something you trained? How, how did that evolve? Well, we trained it. Uh, a double knee is like well, faking the one knee and throwing the other knee. And basically, you, uh, like your elbows and your knees are like the, like the four hardest parts on your body. Yeah. Um, I think for elbow you have to be very close, uh, but for the knee, you know, and you do a jumping knee, like your whole body weight is also coming in there. And yeah, that's what we did. We practiced jumping knees, and yeah, and actually I was like uh, one of the few who was doing it, and I, I was lucky. I was as athletic that I could do it, so yeah, that's what I did, and I got famous yeah. of it. So I was like, well, let's keep doing it. <laughs> Hey, if it works, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So, no, but we can definitely say about your, you know, athleticism because I've seen you do fights and then win the fight and then just do a backflip afterwards. Like, still got enough energy, you know? Yeah. No reason to drag shit out. Just get in there and do your job. Yeah, exactly. So, is that, do you prefer, do you prefer those days? Or, or 
you know, good old days. We're the good old days. Do you see it that way? Yeah, I prefer those days because I've been fighting. I, I fought in, I fought in pride. Maybe not always my best fights, but you know, what they did was like literally lay and play, pray, laying on top of me and pray I didn't get up. You know, and that's what they, and that's that's how they won the fight because they didn't want to stand up with and bang with me. So they took me down, keep me on the ground. They could not finish me on the ground, so just lay on top of him and wait till the time is over and then win on points. Yeah, I, no, I don't like it. I like the fights with, uh, uh, with in Holland with Bob. You know, Bob and me, we went to war, just beat each other up. And it's like straight up kickboxing match with, with, uh, with uh, small gloves, you know, yeah. fighting, you know, no bullshit, just, you know, fight, no ground and pound and lay on knocker. <laughs> <laughs> knocker, yeah. <laughs> hey, simple, man, but I, I like it, I like it. So, I mean, how would you approach a fight now, nowadays, if you got back into the ring and you know, okay, the rules are kind of like this, would that mean for you, you know what, not even worth it, not going to do it, or would you still be interested and just adapt your strategy? Well, I have to, of course. First of all, if I fight again, the money has to be good because yeah. I'm basically done fighting. Yeah. I'm old and I don't have to, I don't want to prove myself anymore. That is the whole thing. I don't want to prove myself anymore. I don't want to, you know, of course I still did a little fire in there. I want to be, but I don't want to prove. I want to have to prove myself. Um, yeah, of course now the strategy has to be different because everybody is strong now. Everybody knows the game. Everybody is fit now. So only with talent you won't, you won't make it anymore. Well, I'm, I'm old now. So, well, I have to train, I have to be fit and ready, and I have to, I have to fight smart. Um, so I have to have a, a strategy now. And actually a training with Mike, uh, he shows me, showed me like, well, fighting with, with the strategy is also, it's good, well, and not, not still try to beat somebody up, but uh, in a smaller way. Don't go running in there and see what happens, but you know, Take a little bit more time, uh, plan your fight, and yeah. yeah. Do you do you have a a hero or like an example that you really looked up to as a fighter? Tyson, Mike Tyson. Straight up. Yeah, yeah Mike Tyson. Yeah. What about what about him? Just you know, I mean, you just said that so as a matter of fact. Like, what about him? Just resonates with you. He's, um, He's a, he's a fighter. He's a, literally a fighter. He goes in there and try to kill you, you know, knock you out, and destroy you. And you know, and he lets his yeah, he, he lets his emotion. He, he runs with his emotion. He just do what he has to do. You know, he's just pure. Yeah. Maybe not always. He maybe not did always the smartest things, uh, but he just was who, who he was. You know. You know, I can. Uh, there's no, there's no lying in the ring. You know, you we can always show, uh, try to be a better person. Try. No, he, he didn't try to be a good person. He just tried to be a good fighter and try to beat people up. And well, being a killer in the ring, yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean that you can be a nice guy. Can of can be a nice guy outside of the ring. Some people can. Some people can't. Yeah. Well, Tyson, yeah, he's just a four. He's, yeah, he was 
still it's the best. That's what I think. You know, just try to, yeah. Dyson is just the best. Yeah. <laughs> you looking forward to uh, him coming back uh, into the ring? Well, we'll see. Fighting uh, John, uh, Roy Jones. Well, um, I see what what's happened. It will happen. Uh, I hope uh, Tyson's cardio is good. You know, he's, he's, he's also older, but I think when he connects and he, he, and he will, he might uh, knock uh, Roy Jones out. But the other hand, Tyson didn't fight for a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Roy Jones had his last fight, what, like four years ago or something? Yeah. So there's a lot of, this, it's a little, it will be diff difficult because I was starting to train um, well, two months ago uh, again with boxing. And I was boxing and I was like, and, and because I didn't spar for such a long time with good people, and you know, I was not getting, I was not used to get hit anymore, right? Now it's okay, it's now I get hit. I'm, my hands are still high, but if you're not used to get hit all the time, and you see, you don't see strides in sparring, you see him hitting bats. Yeah. So, you know, you have, we have to see what, how will he react when he gets hit, you know? We'll see. But still, I think Tyson will beat uh, Roy Jones up. All right, let's see. Let's see, man. So speaking of Tyson, you know, both him and you have had a bit of a reputation, you know, kind of as, as a bad boy, maybe, you know, uh, some, some angry moments. Uh, how do you see that now? You're older, uh, wiser. Uh, you know, like you just said, you don't have anything you want to prove anymore. Mm -hmm. When you look back now, how, how's that? Well, I was, when I was young, I did stupid things. I think uh, every person in the world, when they were young, they did stupid things. And I, my bad luck was, I did it when the camera was facing me. So, you know, let's say my, my neighbor can, uh, can walk around at night and rob old ladies and nobody will know about it. And I hit a referee and I did some stupid things in everybody's side. So, well, who's the word? You know, the worst person, you know, I did stupid things. And actually, when I was fighting in Japan, they uh, they actually asked me to do, okay, what's problem, man? Just do a little bit, break a little bit the rules. We won't take you 10% of your purse. Well, this is what they did. If you get a yellow card, they take 10% of your purse. They said, you will no worries. Just do your thing. And then uh, you, you will be okay. Because they were looking for a bad boy. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not that kind of a bad boy. You know, if I just did do something just because I was mad or just being stupid, but I was I was not doing a lot of things on, on purpose. So Bob Sapp, you know, the big big yeah. guy, he took that role and that part, and he got rid of it. He got rid of it. Yeah, he yeah he he did that. He got the bad boy from Japan, and yeah. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Well, I did some stupid things once or twice, and well, it got cut on uh, the camera, and it's still uh, not haunting me, but still people are talking about it, you know. And but it's a long time ago. I'm not yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Well, no, still, no regrets. Like you said, I'm a teddy bear, but I'm still a bear, you know. <laughs> 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 you know. So, but yeah, now I'm, I'm cool, you know. I'm like, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I have to think, you know. I've I have family, I have kids, I have, I, I got to teach, I got, you know, back in the days I just did, I just did what I, what came up in my mind, but now I'm like, I have to think, you know, for the, I say that, repercussions, 
Yeah, consequences, repercussions, yeah. There you go. So, all right, all right that's cool. That's good. I mean, a teddy bear, but the, the, the teddy part leaves when you step into the ring. <laughs> there you go. So do you have any uh, favorite fights or favorite moments you think back to sometimes or something that comes to mind? Yeah, of course. We got some, of course, the Gary Goodrich kick. It's one kick, knockout. Uh, actually, a fight in Aruba at Kenstot Medina was also one knee and he was knocked out. Um, Bob, Bob one and Bob three. The first time I fought Bob, fought Bob, and the second, uh, third fight time I fought Bob Schreiber. And actually, the third fight was a massacre. We just, you know, it was at, what is it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes straight up, war banging. And uh, I think my fight against Josh Barnett. Actually, it was a fight. I was two rounds, two five-minute rounds laying on the bottom, eating elbows, but it was still a good fight, you know. Uh, he beat me up from the top. I beat him up from the bottom. Yeah, so that were like a few of my, yeah, memorable fights, I think. Nice, cool. I also liked your fight against uh, Houston Alexander. I thought that was some, oh, yeah. some, nice, some nice moves you had there. And also a huge show of respect afterwards. That, yeah, was, I, that was a nice fight, you know? I had a uh, really heavy uh, weight cut against Houston. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really difficult weight cut. And um, really difficult. Uh, and I remember walking the, uh, down, the, down the hotel like a zombie because we were all drained of all my fluids. And then he walked in and my trainer told me to uh, come stand up straight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shake his head like all tough. But I was like, oh. <laughs> and uh, well, I was really, really, really bad cut. But well, I got my. Uh, you know, and so I had to I had some uh, uh, trouble to uh, to get into the fight. Yeah. So in the beginning, I was like, "Well, this uh, I say, um, I guess uh, like like a few steps behind every more uh, every uh, action he did." Yeah. And Catching up. Yeah, and my mind was like, "Going, going, going." Then I was like, "Yo, what relax, man. You got." And now, after this, two more fights, or two more rounds for five minutes, relax. So I got to myself, okay, relax. And the moment I, talk, I told it to myself, like 10 seconds later, I knocked him out. Yeah. So yeah, that was Juice uh, and Alexander. But it was, an, uh, it was also very, uh, a very nice, uh, nice guy. It's like, uh, I remember the next morning, I get a phone call in the hotel. He's like, hey, Gilbert, it's Juice. Uh, can I come over to your room to talk to you? I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> you want a rematch? <laughs> <laughs> off camera, off camera. <laughs> and I put him on mouthpiece now. <laughs> now he came into my room and he's um, I started talking to me and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't give you a better fight. I'm like, man, <laughs> shut up! I'm happy I knocked you out. <laughs> but uh, now he was really nice and very kind and uh, yeah, it was a good fight with you, man. Hey, cool, man. Cool. Did you going into that fight, you know, with a, with a bad cut like that, um, or maybe also in general, do you have expectations? Do you know I'm going to fucking win or is it more may the best man win or do you, do you go in with expectations of how the fight's going to well, be? Actually now, but I'm, but I learned I'm way too, I learned way too late. Actually, you know, um, let me say it the other way. I was fighting uh, Junior DeSantos and Scott Berry, the brother of Mark Berry, two of my friends, he said, hey Gilbert, so how do you see this fight going? 
<laughs> so that's my mind will always just go in there and see what happens. I will knock him out. I will find a way to knock him out. That's what always happened. And that was my mistake because on this level, you cannot think uh, like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was also happened with Houston Alexander. I went in there and I'm like, oh, I could have just couldn't knock him out because I'm a better person. I want to win the fight. And yeah, then yeah, then goes as planned, of course. Well, I, at the end, I knocked him out. But uh, yeah, uh, I learned now if you have to come up with a plan. Back in the days, I just jumped in and knocked somebody out. But now, yeah. Uh, I have to, you, have, you have to think, you commit a plan, and you know, uh, yes, more strategies. Yeah, I'm learning, I learned that now, but it was always hard for me because sometimes we hadn't fights the plan, and I was like ready. And the moment the bell ring, I just jumped in there and start fighting because, yeah, fuck the plan, I just want to knock you out. <laughs> Yeah. My man, you're just, you know, you're, you're a cannon. Just aim the cannon and <laughs> go yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. So I wanted to, I mean, you know, there's a difference between fighting, fighting in the ring and let's say like self-defense. I, w- I wanted to get into that a little bit with you. You know, I, I imagine that, you know, with your experience and, and uh, background, you don't walk on the street and feel scared. <laughs> Or, or or even do you think, oh, it's a sketchy neighborhood, or you know, or do you do you feel unbeatable? Do you feel like you can defend yourself in a situation? Or, well, the thing is, nowadays, well, people just shag you, or you shoot you, or shag you, say right, they stab you, yeah. or shoot you. Nowadays, they don't make jokes anymore. Mm. But um, as the luck that. Uh, 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 a lot of people know me, they have respect for me, and I don't come in situations like that anymore. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I don't go out, I don't go to parties. Well, and Holland is, in, you know, Holland is a pretty safe place. Everybody knows each other here. And uh, I think the real bad boys knows, they all know me, they have respect for me. Yeah. But now, well, I don't get in situations like that, you know, to fight, you know, and what about well, when you were younger? Did you did you get into bar fights? I was, when I was young, I was I was um, I was fighting all the time. It was actually before I was fighting real high level. I was fighting all the time, always fighting on the street, always fighting. Somebody says something wrong, what? What? Bam! Fighting. But um, well, the moment you start getting better and better in fighting, you don't have time for that. You like you train three, four times a day. And you're tired of fighting, basically, you know? And um, of course, when I was in the club and somebody provoked me, I was not backing down, but they knew, you know, they see it on me and they know I, you know, I will, I will I'll fuck you up. But now, nowadays, now, well, if there's no other way, you have to, yeah. but there's, I, there's always a way to, you know, just don't talk to this guy. I just talk to them. Come on. Back in the day, I will just jump out of cars, by the way. Somebody, <laughs> some, somebody cut me off in the traffic. I would, I would just get my car, stop all the other cars and jump, <laughs> jump out. And start, I'll start fighting for nothing. Now, nowadays, yeah, 
Well, I used to laugh. I get, you yeah. know, what, what, what can I do? Beat somebody up? I have to go to jail. He has to go to the hospital. I cannot pay pay for food for my for my family. You know. So a bit earlier, you said, you know, uh, you don't really, you don't want to prove anything anymore. When you were just starting out, did you feel that you had to prove something to prove who you are, what you are? Of course. When I was, uh, yeah, of course, you know, I want to be the best, you know, I was what, 19 years old, 19, I got almost testosterone. I want to be the best, show everybody I was the best. Yeah. to prove like I can be the person up, can be that person up, I can run faster than anyone, I can jump faster, I can spit farther, Every, everything. I want to prove myself, you know? And the thing is, the moment you did all that, 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 there's, there's always a new guy to beat. There's always a new guy. <sighs> I have to beat this guy also. And then that guy, and then the guy, and that guy. At that point, there's no end. Yeah. There's no end to prove, you know? I prove, prove myself, I know how to fight. And there will be always this new guy of this new kid. There's always the stronger one and the faster one. And, uh, you know. So knowing that now, if you could talk to your younger self, would you just let him take the path? Or would you say something and try to have maybe have a different direction? Well, a lot of people ask me that. Um, I might do some things different, smarter, I think. Yeah. Think you know because I'm I'm not stupid. I've got a good mind, but I was I was always blind, following blindly other people. Yeah. They say that it's good. You have to do this, and I was like, okay. I was a soldier. I just did that. But night. The thing is, my life now is good. You know, I have an awesome girl. I'm living good, and I think I'm thinking. The 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 path brought me to this exact moment. We're talking to you, I met you, we're talking to you, I met your whole family, yeah. your mom, your brother, uh, your cousins, and that might, might be because I did something stupid. Because when I did something stupid, my mind was fucked up, remember? And I was, uh, somebody told me, go to talk to Roy, Mat uh, Roy, Martin uh, Roy Mart Martina? Martina, yeah, yeah. Martina, and, and he brought me to Turkey, where we, no, first, uh, Italy. Did we meet yeah. in Italy or did we no, meet we, in we, we met in Turkey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First we met in Italy, then we met in Turkey. So, and that is, this, this so, uh, maybe one of my stupid things I did back in the days brought me on that path to meet you. Yeah. And, and all this uh, brought me to the, in the path to meet my, my, my girl and my family. And so, yeah, um, I might have done things a little different. Mm -hmm. But like, well, I've had a great life, you know, yeah. so I might do things all over again. Same. <laughs> cool. I like that. I like that. That's honest. That's straight up honest, man. That's cool. I like that perspective. Hey, so I was listening to this podcast by uh, this, this Navy SEAL, Jocko Willink. The black guy? Uh, no, he's, uh, he's a white guy. Navy SEAL has a podcast. He does it with Echo Charles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's a jiu-jitsu guy, Echo Charles. And they do mm -hmm. podcasts. Um, I like it. The, the Navy Shield. The, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were talking about self-defense and, you know, yeah. the need for young men to get into self-defense. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Is that something that essentially every young guy should get into or no? Well, not anymore now, nowadays. Back in the days, it was good to learn self-defense. Of course, kids still need to, um, yeah, kids need to, little kids need to learn 
to train, to, to get disciplined, need to, uh, uh, need to get balanced, need to listen to a trainer, need to get uh, some, uh, get a punch, don't cry, but real self-defense. Nowadays, this young kids, they're all, let me say, they're all pussies. Let me say it this way. They, 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 they are, they're running around in the skinny jeans. <laughs> We'll get more into that. We'll get way after the go. They, they, you know, and they, you will call the police. You know, they, they, they're not the fighting kinds anymore. Um, so maybe I, I, I switched to two things. Uh, I, I'm, I mess two things. Oh, I, I Yeah, mixing two things up. Yeah. Yeah, but I think little kids should train and um, get weerbaarheid. Who knew weerbaarheid? Uh, resilience, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, for school, get a little bit tough, but really self-defense against what? A knife, a gun? Yeah. What you you self-defense against a knife, a gun? No, won't work. You can have self-defense against a knife. They will stab you. To yeah. a gun, they will shoot you. Yeah. Now they can uh, stand up for themselves, learn how to stand up for themselves. No, but not back in the days. Those nowadays, they are doing that, standing up for themselves. Everybody is uh, openly gay. It's good. I don't care about it. But they scream it. They fight it. You know, against it. Um, so there are trans, trans mm-hmm. uh, genders. Though they're back in the days, they say nothing. But now they're like it's all open, and they are fighting against it. So against F, everybody who do them wrong. So no, I don't think they need self uh, defense anymore. Yeah, it's like a mix of. It's, to me, it's like almost like this uh, duality where on one side, people are fighting for who they want to be, who they are. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm seeing so many people, young people, uh, the younger kids who just can't push through adversity, push through resistance, you know? Um, like, for example, one thing is like, I started off with doing judo. Yeah. And I remember just what felt like forever, just lying on the ground, chin on my chest and just hitting the floor, learning how to fall. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember being on my bicycle when I was a kid. I was like seven years old and I was just popping a wheelie doing dumb shit. Yeah. I fell over and the reflex of that training made me put my chin to my yeah. chest and I didn't hit my head on the floor. Yeah. I fell, I got up, everyone looked at me. I was fine because I'd spent how many hours just yeah. smacking the wall. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's, that's useful. And yeah, I think it's... Definitely. Go for it. Yeah, definitely. Judo, this is what I say. Could you get a... Put your son or kid a judo because yeah. they get balance, they know how to fall to break a fall. Yeah, um, I get a lot of little kids in my kickboxing class, and they are all now changing from here to here, not scared, and uh, 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 know how to fight, um, you know how to learn, and you know, and uh, um, how you say that uh, they uh, growing into uh, some somebody, something. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think parents, um, let, for example, my girl, my son is right now, he's now 15. When it's raining, she picks him up with the car. Yeah, because it's raining. And I think, let him drive in the rain. It will make it, he, he won't die. Yeah, but it's raining. And that is the, uh, uh, the parents from now yeah. and the kids from now. You know, kids from now, they fall. <laughs> 
Most of them do not, I, I think a lot of them do not even know how to fall or do mm-hmm. pop really, because they, they, they get, uh, uh, their parents will bring them uh, with the car everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, judo is a good example for kids to, you know, again, weerbaarheid, uh, yeah. resilience, resilience, yeah, but really a self-defense, yeah, and no, they, they have the parents to defend them, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's no, more old, no more old school, you know, get out, leave the laptop, leave the phone, go play, yeah. you know, carry it, use a stick, <laughs> go play with the stick. Fall down, get a bruise, get cut. You yes, know. we like that, you know? We were, back in the days, we were running around with the stick. We had the stick was the best stick ever. It was strong. <laughs> you know? Now, go outside. I don't know what to do. It's too warm. It's too cold. Yeah, I need my phone. I don't know where my friends are. Yeah, they, they should, maybe what they should do, put them on self-defense, take away the phone, and make mens of them, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so it's more about, you know, learning how to overcome discomfort, being disciplined, being able to push through mm-hmm. whatever's bothering you at the moment. Not so much self-defense, because in this world, if everyone has a knife or a gun, society yeah. the way it is, it's not maybe the most practical tool. Well, they, the parents, this, okay, my mind, yeah. I think. Parents should, you know, be tough on the kids a little bit more. I have this, oh, I, I hope I won't, you won't see this. I have this kid in the class, I want to say his name. And uh, his mother was late one day. Two minutes. Two minutes. And then she apologized big time. I'm so sorry I'm late. Oh, but there's room for improvement for me. I'm like, what? What? I'm late? Wait. Well, I'm <laughs> you wait. Come on. Two minutes she was late. And, 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 and his, his father is the same, like, oh, may I help you put on your gloves? Come here. Let me put on your stuff. You know, be tough on your kids. You know, don't ask your kid everything. There are kids. So kids need to, that's what I do in my, in my class. I just tell them what to do. Sorry, I'm, I'm not the parent, and I'm, I can be an hour, uh, an hour tough on them, and then they go home with the parent. They have to go for the rest 23 of uh, the, the, the next 23 hours of them with them. Yeah. Oh, how would you say that? But well, well, if you uh, always ask your kids what to do, the kids need guidance. You know? Okay, this is what we're gonna do. I'll show you how we're gonna do it. If you don't get it, I show it you one more time. And now you have to do it. Don't ask me 20, 20 more times. Just do it. Stop talking. Do what I say with you. What you have to do. It is, this is not difficult. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I, well, I said it a little bit in my way, but that's, you know, kids, yeah. and the kids know. Know what to do. Uh, uh, yeah, the kids know what to do. If, if you tell them what to do, don't, don't ask. Don't make him pussies. Come on. <laughs> True. So do you, do you really see that, you know, compared to you growing up and the neighbor and the kids you see today? Uh, m- you know, much more sissies, pussies, wimps, weaker or? Well, I don't say they're weaker, but they, they, they're made weaker. You know, like I said, my girl, my example, my girl, yeah, but it's, it's raining. I said, well, who cares? Let them get wet or... Well, I bring them over there because otherwise you have to walk five minutes. It is five minutes. 
you know? So, um, yeah, he won't get uh, tough. He never had a hard life. So, say something happens, he don't know what to do. Of, he, he's, he's, he's an okay kid, but, you know, he's too protective. They are too protective of, yeah. of, 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 of him, you know? And, yeah, sometimes you need, you need to be hard on kids. That's what I think. And that's why, that's why when I teach, I can see exactly which parent will be with what kind of kid, you know? I mean, the, 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 the lazy, uh, uh, big mouth, uh, 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 um, I say, disrespect for kids is most of the time with the parents, they don't, uh, uh, don't uh, uh, pull the kid ear or smack him on the butt once or twice. Yeah, they, they give too much free reign, too much, let the kid be the, the boss, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, all right, so, I mean, we were talking about, you know, let's say, okay, self-defense, not so much. You have your parents to protect you. Uh, but what about, you know, um, young, young men, you know, teenagers, maybe someone in their 20s? Yeah. Uh, would you recommend to them go do a traditional martial arts to learn these qualities, discipline, focus, uh, you know, uh, overcoming challenge? Or more, you know, no? The practical things you see in the ring, kickboxing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. what's your thoughts? No, no traditional martial arts, because um, they're nice, they're also very disciplined, but I don't think uh, traditional martial arts are, let me say it right, okay, are good enough anymore, let's say, for self-defense, because you are, uh, you're learning karate. All right, you're pretty okay. But then you fight somebody who does MMA. And that person knows how to box, kickbox, wrestle, and ground fighting. So you give him his best, your best kick or punch, and he will take you down. Yeah. And now what? Well, karate, taekwondo, uh, judo, they're all good bases, mm -hmm. basics, but I think... MMA nowadays will be the much better uh, uh, choice. Yeah. Well, also, especially uh, YouTube grappling, because nine of the ten fights will end on the floor. Yeah. So, yeah. to you, I mean, let's say when we say MMA, you know, mixed martial arts, you're you're mixing a couple of different things together. Is there an ideal combination in your mind, or should just people just be training boxing, kickboxing? ground fighting or is it like hey wrestling and Muay Thai you're golden or is there like a combination or is it about the broad base it, it used to be the UFC and MMA started basically to show who which which style was the best yeah and uh, they learned well actually on the ground most of the fights will end on the ground and the wrestlers and proceeding huge grapplers will win basically now like like nine or from the eight champions are all wrestlers right now but now there's a new new um, new shift because now everybody does everything on the same time so the new and a new upcoming fighter starts boxing kickboxing wrestling and grappling and ba so he gets yeah. better at all the all the all the let's say four uh, disciplines at once. And back in the days, you had only the wrestlers or only the kickboxers. And uh, the kickboxers learn a little bit how to wrestle, and the wrestlers learn a little bit how to kickbox. But now, this new generation, yeah, 
they will be, they get better and better and better. So yeah, I think don't do just one or two, do MMA. And if you have a good MMA uh, uh, gym, they will teach you all of those. Boxing, kickboxing. Well, let, let's say, you know, let's say, uh, yeah, maybe karate, you know, because Leo Machida, he will teach probably karate as his standing. You know, he's really good at it. You know, well, let's say you have to, have to learn how to stand, stand up fighting. You have to, of course, how to learn how to wrestle from the ground to the floor or other way around. And, of course, the ground game. So, yeah, you have to learn those three things. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So about that, right? Um, okay, before that, funnily enough, you know, I started off with judo and that just, it taught me how to fall. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you see videos of people on the street and when someone doesn't know how to fall, it's just like a recipe for disaster. You just break things. And it, it, it shocks me every time because, you know, you don't have to break something every time you fall. You can be unlucky, yeah. but, you know, if you know how to fall, you can fall and get right back up like nothing happened. Yes. After that, I did Taekwondo um, for two years as a kid. And I did some kickboxing. I trained with you a little bit. Uh, my, one of my, you know, my uncle Roy was a, was a karate champion. Uh, so I've tasted a little bit of, you know, more like the ring fighting. Uh, I did a little bit of Wing Chun Kung Fu and I've, you know, tasted more the traditional stuff. And, you know, what always strikes me is it's always so easy to train a traditional martial art when you're in a dojo and you're just doing repetitions or you're hitting pads. But how few times have I actually seen an unscripted punch come, come my way in those traditional martial arts? Yeah. Because the moment that, you know, when you're doing like this Wing Chun movement here back and forth and you know every second this is coming, you know you can block it. Yes. Uh, but when, when someone, when, you know, you don't really spar for real often in those things. So you know, I wonder, you know, uh, if I'm going to, you know, I don't have any kids now, but if I'm going to put my kid on a sport, what would you say? You would say, okay, maybe start him off with judo to learn falling? Yeah, 100%. So and, and after that, as he gets older, what would you say? You know, or just send him to an MMA gym? Yeah, well, maybe first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. You know, if there is, when he's young, there's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym around, they learn the kids also how to fall and to tumble and everything. So you'll get, you know, back to both worlds. Um, yeah. Pre, yeah. Judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then, um, uh, well, if he does Judo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you might start him up with a little bit kickboxing. He knows standing and a little bit wrestling. Or if you ever find a really good MMA gym, well, you put him on MMA gym, you know. Yeah, teach him everything. Yeah, teach him everything. <clears throat> so that's, that's a question, right? So, I mean, I'm, at the moment, I want to get back into training. It's been a while. I'm thinking, all right, I'm thinking about doing some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, maybe some MMA, looking around in my neighborhood. Um, you know, you just said, you know, take him to if, if an MMA gym is good. So how the hell am I supposed to know if a, if a dojo, if a gym, is good. How do I evaluate that? You know, something like that. Cool. Well, let's go train and see if you you feel comfortable training there. This is the most important. You feel yeah. comfortable, and this guy teach you things you never know. You have a new. It's um, good for you. You don't. Yeah. Well, you have to be. Yeah. Okay. What can I say? Maybe, maybe if I make it a bit simpler, right? Like, let's say, okay, you know, I've got some experience. You've got a ton of experience. So I might be able to stroll into a place and go, okay, what this guy is teaching is some bullshit. But with someone who's, who's, you know, maybe younger, newer, doesn't really know if 
this is good. Maybe he might, you know, he might see a karate demo and be like, wow, but mm-hmm. that teacher might be shit. So what is like, a, what is an advice you can give to someone who wants to step into this world and say, what, what are some maybe things you could look for to know that he's going to be learning some legit stuff? Well, yeah, of course you can find, check out the trainer. Yeah. Who he is, what he has done, you know? And I think, I think, well, it's not always true, but uh, because not all, all the good fighters are good teachers, you know, <clears throat> and not all the good teachers are good fighters, but if you're lucky to find a gym with um, uh, a trainer and he did fights, I, I think that most of, first of all, you have to be comfortable and um, you, you, have, you have to go happy to a gym and leave happy. You know, you're like, like ah, today is training again. You know, and, uh, and I think that's I think it's the, that's the most important thing. And at one point, you can you you will see like, oh, I'm not, I won't get, I won't getting any better, or uh, uh, I get uh, injuries all the time. So then it's maybe a time for you to switch gyms. Yeah. But yeah, you can also just look around, Google a little bit, and see what the reviews are. Yeah. And yeah, and of course, uh, yeah, there's probably a year. Probably you live in Italy now. Yes, there are probably some fighters are, are fighting in the UFC. Uh, you see where they are training, and mm-hmm. then you know you are at the place that can bring you up. Yeah, gotcha. So, I mean, also about you. I mean, you're you're training now, right? You're training uh, people yes. now. What do you, what is your what are your goals? You've got someone uh, wants to join your your program as a trainer, what do you, what do you really aim to do? Um, I'm teaching, I don't have my own gym though. I, I teach at three different places. I have my kids class in Amsterdam where I live mm-hmm. and I teach them how to fight. They come in, they are young. They are like the oldest is I think 11 and the youngest is like seven. Yeah. And I teach them how to fight. Um, and, um, I teach them kickboxing. Simple. Yeah. No running around, playing tag or doing games. No, I teach them how to block, to kick, counter, and fight. And they're getting better and better and better. Then I teach uh, at, uh, the Eastbound Gym. I teach MMA for uh, 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 people who don't really want to fight, like Rekke uh, Hunter. Uh, yeah, for uh, for fun, for uh, recreation. Yeah, recreation. Yeah, and um, and I also teach them, you know, boxing, little wrestling, and takedowns, a lot of bases, um, and yeah, simple, you know. And I keep it uh, actually pretty simple. There's a lot of the fighters they teach them the most difficult arm bars and jumping things. No, I keep it very basic. And I learn and, and, and learn how basic MMA, yeah. stand up fighting, wrestling, ground takedown, take down the fence, against the guards, all that stuff, simple. Yeah. And then I teach an MMA class at Mike's gym, and that is for really for fighters. And that is uh, actually the same, but then we, they really fight. Yeah. You know? So they're like more strict, of course. And I, yeah, I just teach them. Um, them, yeah, to win a fight, 
and not only are you win it by punching or kicking, but also how your mind has to be yeah. uh, your mindset. And if it is not, if you don't work the first round, you always have a second or third round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that mug, man. <laughs> so, what do you what do you enjoy the most? Is it the kids, the the recreational guys, or uh, the fighters? What, what do you love training the most? Kids. The kids. Yeah, kids. Um, I was, when I start doing personal training. I did only adults first, and then uh, people asked me to do some kids. I was like, oh, I don't want to teach kids. But they're like the best because a kid who doesn't know nothing, you can teach exactly the right stuff. An adult is like, yeah, but this, and yeah, but that, and maybe now. Shut up, just tell, do what I tell you to do, you know? Well, it don't go like that, of course, but. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, kids are, you can teach them, and uh, and you not only teach them uh, how to fight, but also make them a, a better person and make them feel better about themselves. That was look, I was looking at for the, to say yeah. that before, you know, when you teach a kid also discipline and you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't change, like feeling stronger and comfortable and more balanced and turning him into little mini people you know from <laughs> a little bit scared to shoulders back and you know comfortable and uh, more uh, uh self-sacred yeah self-confident yeah yeah more self-confidence yeah and i love that and then especially when i when uh let's say i had this kid in the class and he used to play around all the time so i put it in the corner to try two or three times and now he's just really serious it's getting better and better and I know for the last three weeks, you have this other little kid, Chinese boy, Michael, very young, always a little, he's a very smart kid. So he has to be, he has to be challenged. He's always like, ah, oh, so, you know, and now he's focused, he's fighting hard. And yeah, and you see them change week by week. And yeah, that's, that's the best. That's the best. And of course, I love teaching the, the older uh, people too, of course, and uh, see them change and getting better and better. And um, uh, yeah, but kids is of course the best, you know? Yeah. I love um, it's, is it almost like you can have a bigger impact? You know, you're not just teaching them a technique or a style or something or a tool, but you're kind of shaping how they grow up. You know, you're, it's, like, like, it's like clay, they're more malleable, they're less hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, actually today this kid was, uh, was teaching him personal training and uh, he didn't go his way and he started like running to his mom and started hitting his mom. Well, with gloves on, it's not like abuse, but yes, you know, I was like, ah, make you do that, tell yeah. I told you, kids, yeah. you know, uh, they're too nice. So I, so I gave it to him, like, hey, fear, 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups, and I told him, what's up, you know, come on, you cannot hit your mom, you don't hit a woman, especially not your mom. But I know he's going to take that home, and like, oh, you know, because his mom would just, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's it, you know, yeah. but I told him, hey, come on, yeah. So, yeah, uh, give, give him a normal average, mate. Yeah, 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 values, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's dive into that, right? Because, I mean, we live in, in changing times and we touched on it a little bit before, you know, but it's masculinity, uh, the way parents are raising their kids, 
you know, traditional roles are changing. Um, and I think on one side, it's good. A lot of people are more open, a lot more space to be who you are. But, you know, the question is, like, what does it actually mean nowadays just to be a, a man in this modern age? What does that, what does that mean to you? Well, especially when you see these guys walk around in skinny jeans and they, they, they stub their toe and then, you know, they got to cry and mommy's got to come and fix everything. Well, actually, well, well, let's, I don't know. Because my, oh, my girl will be okay without me. We yeah. don't need men anymore. It's true. I don't need to fix anything in the house. He doesn't sell what she calls a dad. <laughs> the generation for me, you know? The only thing I'm for is like, I'm a bodyguard, you know? Yeah. I'm the security around the house. You know, this is what I tell her all the time. Like, there's nothing in the house, I'm the security. Yeah, but never, everything happens. Like, no, because I'm here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You can't, it's difficult to be a man anymore, you know? You, basically, you cannot say hello to a girl on the street, like, hi, you look good. That is sexist yeah. now, nowadays. Like, what, you have to wait till she's home, find her on Facebook or Instagram, and then say hi to her or like her, you know? Like her post. <laughs> like her post or whatever, and hope she will... S yeah. Now you can't beat anybody up anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, you cannot uh, be hard on, uh, on, on, on on the kids because they're, oh my God. No, it's like I, everything's so soft now, right? Offended, so soft. Um, yeah. I've seen that too, you know, some, some friends of mine, they've got kids and I look and it just feels like these kids have never ever learned how to overcome a challenge. Mom and dad always to the rescue. There you and, go, exactly. It makes me scared for the future because one time when mom and dad aren't going to be there or not going to be available, yeah. what do you do then? Yeah, exactly. Well, no. yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, and well, nowadays I train to be in good shape, to look, <laughs> to look good for my girl, to look good for the but you know, now they love, now they love the small guy in the skinny jeans. <laughs> Uh, we are dying breeds, I think. <laughs> Let's talk about, you know, honestly, there's a, I hope I don't get a lot of hate for this, but here in, in Milan, um, there's something that they call a Milanese doc, you know, like, uh, and doc means the, I hope I get the pronunciation, like, the origine controllata, like, like old school, legit, authentic uh, thing here. And like, it's the, the typical uh, guy from Milan is, you know, skinny. Um, you know, just like taking care of the face, the, the beard cut, maybe even the eyebrows, uh, the shorts with above the ankles, uh, this tight shirt that kind of half open, ha chest hair shaven, all these things. And um, I don't judge people, you know, so for me, it's fine. But I, I often see that to me, that's just not what a a man should be you know i hope i don't get flack for this saying this but i'm thinking you know i find what's the I find what is a man these days because it's, and it's not manly anymore it just they have i have problem to get stuff in my sides size there's no double xl or triple xl my girl want to put me in a skinny jeans i'm like like it won't even close no no no, no. it won't have to close yeah it has to hang low on you it's, I, I, the package is showing. I need some cover up. I need. I like to have Becky stuff on, you know. 
and all those those you know my girl was like oh, I, i'm like telling her i'm doing an interview she's like oh, i have to shave you why this is how i look i don't care how i look this is how i am you know and oh man and doing the uh, yeah sorry i don't get it i i the i'm dressed seven days a week in uh, in, in training clothes because i'm teaching and i'm training myself and actually i train in the morning an hour cardio and the first three hours after that my underwear is still wet from that from the training while i'm training other people you know uh, i have to go i tonight to go drink with a friend i have no idea what to put on <laughs> I have no idea. I just oh, I gonna put on an ice and jeans and a shirt. That's it. I'm done. I, dude, dude, I've met guys that take more time to prepare to go out than my girlfriend. And my girlfriend's fast. Like I have to give respect to her. She's fast when it comes to to you know to get to get ready. She's super fast. But I've known guys that take a long time. Um, I've seen guys get their eyebrows done, man. And I see that. I just go, like, am I the one that's wrong? Am I old-fashioned? Is something different with me if, if, if this is what people are doing? You know, I, I, it's weird. <laughs> Why? Why should you dress a certain way? Why should you, your hair or stuff be a certain way? Will people like you more for that? If people like you more for that, they're shallow? Yeah. Right yeah. word? Shallow, yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the way I am, you know? I'm, uh, um, uh, and actually, I'm this badass fighter, and you know, I'm just, I'm just normal. You know, I, I don't care how you look or how you dress. Just be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Not, unfortunately, not everybody feels that way. Um, you know, I gotta say, I understand part of it because when I was a kid, right, and I was in high school. I don't know if it was testosterone or something else, but like my body hair developed faster than anybody else, man. I was like 14, 15, and I just had a chest full of hair and, and on the stomach and my legs. I look around, all the guys in my room in the, in the, you know, when we're doing gym class, no one's got this. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chimpanzee, you know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, so in a way that made me feel, feel insecure. On the other hand, you know, when I look at, you know, what masculinity was, you know, in, in the 80s and the 90s, you know, the movie stars, stuff like that, often had a yeah, big band of chest hair. I go, okay, that makes me feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's just uh, this whole idea of, you know, fashion and, and skinny jeans and, and, you know, layers of clothing to, to look good, to impress someone. It's yeah. always boggled my mind. Yeah, and it is just the mind of one person. Yeah. Somebody said this is awesome, and the rest of the world follow follow this person. My girl at the other, we had a, a birthday party. And we were like a week. Our birthdays are like a week apart, and we had, we had this birthday party, and uh, and uh, she had this new what is this, skirt, big yeah. skirt, uh, dress, dress. Yeah, it was, oh, it was horrible. <laughs> I said, no, this is beautiful. No, you know who everybody wears wears this. I'm like, well, doesn't everybody wears that doesn't mean that it's nice. Just because some one person said, like, you know what, you know what? Like, look at this motherfucker's gonna put this on and tell everybody that it's beautiful. 
I see everybody, oh, everybody will follow me and do the same thing. And that is what happens. Yeah. yeah. I actually call her her best friend, he's gay. And I, hey, go for the bank, shoot up. <laughs> my dog. <laughs> uh, I called her best uh, friend, he's gay. I show her the picture, show him the picture, and he told me no, it's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> but I think it is, yes, this the social media and everything. Somebody says, this is beautiful, this is awesome, we have to wear this, and everybody follows follow 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 and they don't uh, they don't have their own minds anymore yeah. because you can see it is it's terrible it's straight skinny jeans it, it looks terrible you know they cannot even close their pants they they have to oh my god you know you can you won't even fit a phone here in your pocket they now they have to have this little purse yeah. so they their foot everything in because the skinny the jeans are too tight Man bags, yeah, man purses and stuff. Oh, oh my, yeah. <laughs> I, I call them handbag, like purses. Yeah, purses, hands on toss. Yeah, it's terrible. So for you, I mean, you say, okay, you're going out tonight, you know, ha hanging with the buds, uh, grab a drink or something. So yeah, what, what, what do you wear when you're not wearing your, your training gear? Well, probably the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I might change my jeans and I got some, what is this, uh, Air, uh, Air Jordans? Yeah. Ones? I have no idea what these are. Air Jordans, <laughs> Air Ones. I have no, I really have no idea. I think it's Jordan Air One. Yeah. So I, I take it you're not a, a brand logo guy? Uh... No, 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 no. Actually, no. I uh, have, uh, what is this? Stone Island shirts, a bunch of them, and I got some jeans and I got some of those uh, Nike Air Ones. I think it's yeah. Nike Air One, and that's it. But most of the time, I'm running around in uh, training gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, bare feet in my in my in my sneakers. That's it. Same for me, man. Same for me. I've got a bunch of sports shirts. I got uh, a shirt with Bruce Lee on it, and besides that, it's all like this. It's just black. It's all white or it's blue. There's nothing on it. Um, so what's more important? I mean, what, what do you think about all of these? Like, I was out with my girlfriend. We were in, in a mall, and you know, you're doing the the tour of the clothing stores, and we were in H and M or something like that. And I'm just seeing all of these shirts, and they have all these weird abstract prints or like Looney Tunes or like slogans and all these quotes, and and I'm seeing all that stuff, and it's just like, what happened to just a simple black T-shirt? Yeah, or blue. Like, how do you how do you how do you look at that? Yeah, it's too much. Yes, it's, it's simple. This this is what I like. It's simple. Yeah. You have to have the little storyline thing on it. And you know what? My girl when she watch this, she take it off, and I grab it, and I just walk around without this. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have this thing on, by the way. But like, like, he put it on. Otherwise, nobody can see what kind of. Sure, it is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just give me a, sh a shirt, a simple black or red or blue, whatever, one color, simple. And if it fits good, give me six or seven of them. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, the, uh, jeans fits good. Give me six or seven of those. 
and my shoes it's same. I have like six or seven of different colors of the same shoe. <laughs> it's simple, it fits, it's good. That's it. So well, it's more about quality and, and comfort than it is, you know, making a statement, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't see what is what. I just go and I talk to you and if you have a nice watch, I might see you have a nice watch, but I don't care if you get a G on your on your buckle or an H on your buckle or or um, Prada on your I don't care. Yeah. What does it do? Will it help you be a better person? Or, yeah, nah, I don't care. It, uh, I, have, I have oh actually I have a new ring right now. But I've been <laughs> same same belt for six years. And like in the like two months ago I got a new one but I'm wearing the same belt for yeah for like a long time. I don't, Always the same with me. Simple, man. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, I got the same, same thing for me. So another, another question, right? I mean, talking about, you know, masculinity, talking about what it means to be a man nowadays. How do you see that when it comes to, like, emotion? You know, can, can, a, man, can a man cry, still be seen as a man? Well, yeah, I don't cry. <laughs> I don't cry. Ah. Oh, I get you. I get you in on a secret now. <laughs> All right, I get you in on a secret. You cannot tell nobody. <laughs> you know we're recording this, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can only see it on the secret. Okay, I don't try. I don't cry. I won't. Well, if a man cries, he cries. Who cares? Yeah. If you want to cry, cry. Who cares? You know, if you have emotion, let it out. Uh, I don't cry. Um, I don't know why, but I don't cry. But you know, you know, friends. Yes, yeah. friends. Yeah. Last, last. Is it last? Is it last season? Actually, last season. Uh, 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 Rachel is in the plane, uh, leaving to Paris. Uh, Ross is calling her, getting a fight, and Ross comes home. He uh, listens to his uh, voicemail, and he hears Rachel, and then. Uh, He's about to get off the plane. She's, she's getting, it's hard to get off the plane. And then he's like, the voice recorder stopped. He's like, oh, oh, did you get off the plane? And then she's like, yeah, I got off the plane. And then I got a little tear. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little tear. I love friends. <laughs> My man. My man. <laughs> That's the only time I had a little tear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, that's cool. Course, I get that. I get that. Of course, a uh, man can cry. Why not? You know, if uh, if you feel, I think crying is okay. You know, if you feel, yeah. if you feel, uh, it will it will cleanse your soul. Yeah. Like you, it's cry. Sometimes you cry. Yeah. If you hold it in too long, it will, you know, get the uh, might it might get different emotions. But if you just uh, let it let it let it out, yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's good to express your emotions, you know, and not let them build up. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You know, I see that too sometimes. I watch a movie, uh, especially if it's like like a war movie or something, and you know, one guy sacrifices his, for himself for the other, and I'm just like, come on, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know, but that's the thing is because you know one thing I like about maybe the more old school upbringing is you know you you, you teach your kids to overcome resistance, right? Yeah. Like if I fell outside and my knee was bloody and my mom. She might check to make sure nothing's broken. Yeah. Uh, and then she'd say, okay, go and go, go continue playing. You know, I see kids nowadays, they fall, they, they cry, and it's the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think, okay, it's uh, one thing, it's, it's important to teach your kid to, hey, 
This is pain, physical or emotional. Yeah. You need to deal with it. On the other hand, it's also the same, you know, who knows how many years ago, but it's like, hey, if you cried as a boy, hey, don't be a sissy, don't be a wuss. And I think well, maybe yeah. that's maybe not the right thing either. Exactly, you're right. Uh, what, I, what I do at the gym with the kids, actually not only kids, also uh, adults, if a kid, nine out of ten times, they're not really hurt. Yeah. You know, like, come over here. Do we have to go to the doctor? The hospital? No. Do we have to go to the doctor? No. Just yes, move. And they, eh, there's nothing wrong. Today, this little girl was training Vesper, and she got a really hard punch in the stomach. Pass! She's like, oh! I saw it, and I was just scared. Like, you okay? No, it's going over here. It's going. Come on. If I don't, just breathe. Yeah. Breathe, you know? It's okay. You breathe. You're tough. Okay. And I look at her, no, no tears. You see? No tears. You see? You're tough, you know, and it is uh, 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 uh Yeah, you got you got to take a punch. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You got to take you got to take a punch, and this is what you do really good now because you actually no tears. Are you okay? Yeah. So this is what happens when you fight. You know, mm -hmm. we're fighting. We're not playing. We're fighting. And sometimes happen. That's what happen. And you will just take a deep breath, and you go and you go on. And yeah. that's what you did. So yeah. So. Uh, of course, you, you cannot say, don't be a pussy or don't be a, a whoosh. But you, I also tell them, hey, stop crying. Of need people. Stop, stop uh, what, squealing? Yeah. yeah, stop squealing. Come on, stop. Come on. Yes, uh, come on. And of course, when they really hurt, I do them different. Yeah? And mm -hmm. I report to them. But yeah. nine out of the ten, uh, let's also pay. Your kid will fall, and the parents are like, oh my God, you're okay. No, man. Just get up. Just a little blood. Wipe it off. It's okay. Just go yeah. play. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that makes a difference, you know. And it's the, it's something that I see more in the older generations than I see nowadays. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was in uh, in Romania for vacation a while ago, and um, my girlfriend's grandmother, you know, old school farm life lady. This woman is in her 60s, mid 60s, wakes up every day, uh, milks the cow, digs up the potatoes, walks up the hill, cuts the grass, everything by herself, right? And a few years back, she got bit by a snake, poisonous snake in the leg. This woman just takes off her, her like a hair thing, the banana thing, wraps it around and starts walking down the hill. Mm. car comes by hey what happened oh i got bit by a by a snake oh we'll take you we'll take you no 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 i'll walk to the hospital that mentality man is is crazy and then i see this is like you know an old this is a grandma yeah you know and then i see like you know like young people nowadays and it's just like bam and it's it's yeah. ow and this and that and oh well, i can't go to the gym anymore i can't do this and i'm just like <laughs> Dude, what happens man yeah, 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 yeah. But it is, yeah. I think it is also how you how you have been brought up. Yeah. Um, if you have really have a really safe, easy life, things are hard for you. Uh, I was uh, lucky or not lucky to have well, a very abusive youth. Nothing happened to me, but it made me tough. Yeah. So you know, I know how to, yeah, just go. You know, just bite it survive. Yeah, but yeah, this that's what I try to say. The kids are right now that they're brought up so uh, so protective that when something small happens, they don't know how to what to do.
So, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a, a catch 22, like both options. Okay. So yeah, you're a tough guy. You know, you're a survivor, you're a fighter. You, you, you're, you're the kind of guy who can push through anything at the same time, essentially part of the price you paid was that childhood that you had. Um, on the other side, we've got all these kids that are growing up super protected, but the price they're paying is they can't overcome a challenge. Well, you, and I think you can, of course, protect your kids, but you know, sometimes you just give them some tough love. Yeah. You know, you won't help, uh, you won't help you. This is what I uh, um, um, uh, say uh, when uh, we do combination. Yeah. When we do combinations, you see a lot of people hitting the hands uh, when somebody hits, you know? So I keep my hands up, you have to yeah. hit here. So you should you keep your hand here, your head close to your face, yeah. your hand close to your face, because you will basically aim for the face, right? Yeah. But what they do, they all do all this. Yeah. So now there is a difference from this to the face. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So now say in real life, if you want to hit somebody, you always miss because you're used to hit this far away from this person. And I think uh, that is the same thing if you, you're too protective with the kid. When something really going to happen, this kid will not know how, how to do or uh, protect himself. Yeah. yeah, so if you want to be effective in a fight, you have to at least know what it's like to, to take a punch. Otherwise, like you said, after a while, you're going to have the flinch reaction, all the trainings for nothing. Yeah. Gotcha. So let's, let's talk a bit about, uh, about bikes. Hey, we got a guest, another guest on the podcast. <laughs> What's, uh, is, is, that, is that a boy or a girl? Girl. What's her name? Chicky. Chicky. <laughs> chick, chick, like uh, the girl. Chicky. Ah, Chicky. Chicky. What a cutie. Ah. Wanted some attention. Yes. Oh. Daddy's talking on the computer too long. <laughs> oh. So let's talk about bikes a bit, man. Uh, I remember, I think I was maybe 15 years old, and I think we were in Nijmegen. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we you went for a ride. I went on the back, and you just gunned it, man. Yeah. I was like, I think that was like my first time on a motorcycle, and you know, you 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 go fast. <laughs> we, we went very fast. <laughs> I just I was just squeezing for life, man. <laughs> we went really really fast. limits. <laughs> I remember I had one of those like old school like uh, Bomber X, you know, and uh, the sleeves were all the way up just from the wind. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we went fast. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. So you still, you still ride? Yeah, yeah, I still drive. What you, what you riding right now? Right now, I got it's uh, the KTM 1290 Super Duke GT. Oh, that sounds fast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the yeah, this um, uh, yeah, GT is a touring. Mm -hmm. It uh, yeah, 1290 is 1301 cc, and it goes. Yeah, it goes. It's the most comfortable bike ever. It's very, it is very, very comfortable. I, uh, I love it. If you, you sit up, up straight and it, it goes like nothing. It is, yeah. Do you, do you still ride like, like regularly just for fun or even just to the gym and back? Is it like your main uh, means of transportation? Or? Yeah, it is actually now transportation. Back in the days, I had friends. We drove around yeah. the whole day, you know. But now, well, I work the whole day. So I drive, uh, I teach in the city. And went to, uh, 
it was hot weather. I just get the bike. First of all, I don't have to pay uh, pay for parking, and it's a little, also a little bit faster. Yeah, it is uh, yeah, comfortable. The only bad thing about it is that if I have a long day, I can mm -hmm. I have to change clothes. I have to bring a lot of gear with me, so it is difficult yeah. on the bike. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, it's more uh, transportation now and uh, then fun because. Yeah. We're old now, and everybody is so <laughs> and nobody really wants to uh, 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 drive or pop wheelies or do stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me, tell me about some of those times. Take me back. Well, no, yeah, that's what we used to do. Was me and my friend Brian every day at six o'clock, now seven. He used to work. <laughs> he used to work to six. He drove home, get his bike, get my bike, and we drove up Pop Wheelies like, like nothing else. The whole time, <laughs> crazy. We started from doing this one small, oh, I can't see it, like, <laughs> the, the front wheel got up this till we make like, not, wow. not 12 o'clock, and we drove every day, man. So we start. Drove, stopped, smoked, joined, and stopped driving again. Ah, crazy. And as we did that, I think three, four years straight, well, in the summer every day. Yeah. yeah super cool. All right. Super cool. But now, some of what? The gray hairs are coming out, so it's time to take it more easy? Or? <laughs> well, just, the thing is, if you drive with somebody, you're like, yeah, come on. I need to yeah. But now you're by yourself. This, like, if you're just by yourself, it's boring. Yeah, what are you going to do? Of course. Right. And the other, the, the other thing is, and I'm not, uh, I cannot afford to lose my driver's license because mm. now I've, uh, I've uh, three different places, actually four different places where I teach now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I have to be uh, careful. So, yeah. Yeah. And I have, of course, now a family and they won't like it if I break my leg or something. Yeah. You know, I cannot provide for them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you had any like risky, risky moments, or have you had your license taken away, or? Um, actually, no. Almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, I, I, I fell off maybe once, mm -hmm. and uh, once uh, I got chased by the police, and uh, this guy was, uh, I was popping wheelies, I was driving over the sidewalk, and he was like. He, st he stopped me. My friend drove off. I stopped. I'm like, oh, fuck it. And this guy like, yeah, get out. Get off. You get a ticket. No, no. First of all, you lose your driver's license. Then you get a ticket of uh, driving on uh, one wheel. Then you get a ticket of driving on the, on the, the sidewalk. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, well, give me a driver's license. And I'm like, well, I don't have it with me. Like, <laughs> Adam, but I didn't want to give it to him. Because if you give it to him, he can take it away. Yeah. So, and I was like, I don't have it. He's like, oh, I'm like, come on, man, calm down. So, what's your name? I'm like, Gilbert. Last name, Eiffel. Like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, you're the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. One time I was at your place, so you had a uh, dispute with your neighbor. I'm like, yeah. And he, like, calmed down right away. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay, all right, well, yeah, he was like, he get calm and more calm, talking about fighting. He's like, all right, you know what, what you do? All right, I get you a uh, ticket because you don't have to drive license with you, and uh, you're okay. So the promise that you, it's the first time you drove from one wheel, like, yeah, it's the first time. I never did it before. And the day, yeah, exactly the day before that, I was popping wheelie, of course, and I got stopped by uh, a police agent on the bike. 
And he's like, come on, stop doing that. It's like, okay. And uh, in the moment, this officer told me like, okay, you're okay. You never did it before and they never did it. Please back, please back is coming. And it's exactly the same guy from yesterday. He's like, and the first thing he said is like, oh, he's popping poppy wheelies again. Oh, shit. <laughs> Like, uh, and my, this guy started to laugh, and I was okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I got lucky. I only got a ticket of not having a driver's license with me, but I had it with me, so I was lucky. Hey, it's a cheaper deal that one, man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That is that is also one of the benefits of being kind of famous fighter. Yeah, I got many times that the police stopped me, and because of who I am, they they were coolants. Uh, they yeah. were relaxed. More, more relaxed, yeah. Hey, cool. Me and I didn't get a ticket. Oh, you're the hurricane. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll let it go this one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, also, also, also because I can be very difficult. I can be very, I don't know. I used to be. <laughs> like you mean with like police or like the uh, authority or what? Against the police, yeah. Like the police is cool to me. I'm cool to them. Yeah. If you uh, behave like an asshole, I'd be very difficult. Like, all right, let's go. Bring all your friends. Bring up. Call them all. We are fighting. <laughs> We're fighting. <laughs> Fuck you. We're fighting. Let's go. Bring all your friends. Um, I'm just being difficult. Then I'm like, ah. Like, oh. Then they have to call in all the cop, like a bunch of cop cars, and I'm just being difficult and. That's, you like, oh, we'll fight, we'll fight, but they don't want to fight me. It's being difficult. Yeah. So I didn't know I'm like that. So if I'm not normal, they're happy. If I'm difficult, like, gosh, here we go again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, on one side, you know, you're a bit of a celebrity. On the other, on the other hand, you know, they also know you as, as you know, the guy. Hey, it's easy. there's an easy way to handle him. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Don't be a jackass. Yeah, there you go. You know, the thing is, if I do something wrong, I'm, I'm wrong, right? You don't have to be thick about it. Just tell me you're wrong, okay? But if you like threaten me or whatever, being, you know, being uh, tough to me, like you want to be tough to me, all right? Let's go show me how tough you are. Yeah. Maybe it's not the right way to talk about <laughs> it, but you know, sometimes, you know. Man, it would have never even occurred to me, man, to just to, to tell tell a police guy, oh, yeah, we're fighting, we're fighting, man. <laughs> I'm like, yes, officer. Sorry, officer. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But in Holland, they're lucky. They're a couple of different than in, uh, No, that's true. That's true. Just, uh, your right is right, wrong is wrong. Come on, man. Just be relaxed. Give me a ticket or not. Or, you know, don't be a dick about it. Hey, true that, man. True that. Hey, listen, before I let you go, I want to ask you three more questions, right? So one of them is, uh, I mean, I got a, a, a tattoo. I was 17 years old when I got this tattoo, man. And I got it at the two shop where you always went to. And uh, I remember yeah, just feeling so, so awesome, so proud. It's the first one I have. It's like my whole, arm, my whole upper arm. Uh, I remember we were there. Who was it? it was uh, Ferry, right? What was his name? Ferry, yeah. Ferry, Ferry. Yeah. yeah. I remember we were sitting there and he just puts the needle in my arm and I just go white. All yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember they gave me uh, a glass of cola. It went fine. Yeah. And I remember him, he was smoking a joint. And I was like, wait, this guy is going to tattoo me fucking stoned, man. 
Yeah, but it's when he does, yeah. <laughs> but that's what he said. He said, trust me, you don't want me not stoned when I think. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, all right, all right, it's cool. So, but you got a, you got a couple of tattoos too, right? A couple. <laughs> Actually, we, got, we, we both got the same tattoo. Yeah, yeah, the dragon. Uh, no, no, I stole one of from you. The the Latin the Latin text. Ah, for real. <laughs> you got it on your back, right? No, oh, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. it on your back, right? I got it on my back, yeah. Also with with Fatty, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, with one of his guys, but it was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have the same one on my stomach. My man, my man, yes. my tattoo twin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I really like it. Who conquers conquers himself. That's yeah. it. That's it in Latin. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember from the first time I saw you, you were practically covered when I met you. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, any new additions? No. Well, uh, cheeky also. Uh, uh, well, I, basically, I think the last five years, I got only the tattoo of the name of my girl and some text around it, but. Uh, I'm almost full. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> There's not a lot of place I could put something on. And actually, right now, the same. It's the same. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with. Yeah. I cannot. Uh, uh, I cannot handle it anymore. I could if I would, but yeah. I, I, mean, I have to sit down, and it, it hurts. Yeah. You know. And back in the days, I'm like, no problem. I got this right now. It's like, and all the places I still have left are very, very uh, painful, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, yes, uh, no, I'm done tattooing. Of course, sometimes I see something and I'm like, well, should I put it there? Why? <laughs> you know, back in the days, I'm like, oh, shit, I want that, put it there. <laughs> now I'm like, well, should I put it there? Why should I put it there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How much money do you think you spent, man, on your tests? Um, I can tell you, I think maybe. <laughs> Seven or eight hundred. That's it. Mm. I think the first one, first tattoo was like two hundred, hundred fifty. The second one was like five hundred, and one time one hundred fifty. And then all the other tattoos were like almost. They're all free. My man, nice. <laughs> like an almost full body suit, essentially for free. <laughs> what was your first one? First tattoo. Uh, Mutai over here. Nice. Now, yeah, the Mutai, yeah. Cool. And after that, you were like, yeah, give me some more of this stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. Then I give, yeah. Then it was crazy. Like, everything I was doing was training, put the tattoos and fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Train, fight, tattoo, repeat. Yeah. So, do you have any, do you, do you have like a, a specific style or just is it a little bit of everything or? Oh, actually, a little bit of everything yeah. because uh, Ferry did a lot of me. Uh, my other friend Tico did. Tico, yeah, that's the one who did the yeah. one on my back. Yeah, yeah Tico, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Tico did. He got his own shop now, cool. and he did. Uh, uh, like, like I think uh, from uh, Ferry did fifty. Tico did fifty percent. Nice. Uh, not fifty, but you know, and I got maybe three or four other people did a little bit, but they're they're two of the they put the most on me. No. Nice, super cool, man. All right, last uh, second to last question. This one's one a bit more out there, but you know, uh, it's a crazy world we live in. You know, it could be a zombie apocalypse, it could be nuclear war, it could be aliens. What does Gilbert Ivel do? What does the hurricane do if there's an apocalypse? Okay, what kind of apocalypse? Say something. All right, zombie apocalypse. 
Basically, we're already in the Soviet apocalypse. Everybody's watching your phone, and you know, they're assumed out. They're, you know, yeah, wait, my dog is being a little dingy. Don't drop the thing. So, yeah, I don't know what, what what can I do. We have the COVID right now. Everybody. Yeah scared and everybody's like nervous and oh my god but you know i just do my thing yeah i do my thing i respect everybody's wishes and i do my thing and i'm training and teaching and that's what i do you know yeah. and if this is zombie uh, whatever apocalypse i just i just uh give some sweet loving to my girl <laughs> and i uh, see what happens you're not into maybe like the whole like survival thing or like everyday carry, not some things you always have with you or none of that what stuff. Just, huh? What should I carry? Anything, man. I don't know. I mean, it's different if you're in Holland. It's different if you're in the, in the States. You know, one of the things, for example, I'm here in Italy, right? Was one of the first places to really, really lock down. Yes. Especially in the, in the North Milan, the, this region, Lombardia, yeah. just locked down completely. And, you know, you see people just like, there wasn't a full panic and, you know, people are mostly civilized, but there were certain things that were missing from the, like the pasta. There was like no pasta to be bought for like a, f yeah. for a fucking week, man. And when I'm in yeah. Italy, pasta is like the number one thing. No, yeah. no spaghetti, no penne, no this, no that. Yeah. Like hundred different kinds of pasta. And it just wasn't there. They were just stocking up. And it made me think, right? This is 2020. We're in the Western world. And a, a virus like this can lock down the economy in this way. People just go out, they stock up on food. Yeah. And this was okay, but just add one more notch on the dial, then what? You know? Well, yeah, but <clears throat> I think you and me are like very down to earth people. We will figure a way. It is more like a lot of other people are getting nervous, and it's also because of the media, and they make it way worse than it ever is. It's yeah. the same with fighting. You know, you can punch in your face, you can, you, what you can do, you stay on the ground, cry, or just get up and start fighting. Yeah. You know? And yeah, this, of course, uh, 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 messed up that, that something like that happened, but it's not the end of the world because there's always a solution. You know, we, we, we're survivors, you know, then we don't eat pasta, we eat bread or, you know, the, yeah, we can, we can, uh, hold on. Okay. I have this cup, this tea, or this cup of tea, right? And it's hot, hot. Like, oh my God, it's hot, 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 hot. Oh my God, oh what I can do, just put it down, right? <laughs> just put it down, and it's not hot anymore. So what you can do is like, oh my God, we have COVID, and oh my God, and uh, what now? What? Oh, we just you know, accept it, did it this year, and well. Accept it and just move on, you know. Uh, see what we can do. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, practical, pragmatic, yeah. you know. And I think that's a, that's another thing, and that's something I think we both picked up in the Netherlands is just this very pragmatic, down to earth view. Yeah. But even there, you know, panic and fear is is, is everywhere. Um, all right, last thing, last thing, man. Then I'll let you go. All right, so you know this Huntley, you know the podcast we're doing here. You know, it's really kind of about. Uh, the journey of, you know, modern man. What does it mean to be a guy right now in this mix between the old generation, between this new stuff, 
you know, forging our path, you know, forward. We want to learn from the past. We want to look to the future. So just last question in that, in that context, do you have any advice for just like the guys, the men listening to this, you know, based on what you've experienced, what you've seen? Uh, okay, one more time. Oh, girl was calling again. Uh, what's the question? One more time. The question was? Uh, do you want to pick up or? You know, no, no, I okay. uh, So last question is on the context of being a man in 2020, you know, learning lessons from the past, you know, as you've, as you've grown up, as you've grown wiser, as a fighter, someone who owns a business now, you know, what advice do you have just for guys in general who are trying to find out what they have to prove, who they are, what they want to be? Um, well, just be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah. Uh, don't follow follow the the the, the herd. Is that the yeah. right word? Yeah, yeah. You know, because if somebody does something on social media or wear this kind of pants, you don't have to follow and do it. Or if somebody says something on the social media, just think. You know, think. Use your own brain. Yeah. And um, save money. Mm. Don't spend money on a nice, what is it, shoes or or or. or, or Gucci or whatever back, save your money, man, and and and, and buy a house and uh, a nice car and uh, and uh, uh, I say, um, uh, oh, I say, I can say. Um, Give me the Dutch word. No, it's just the ah, whole. Okay. Um, just. Uh, uh, be ready, make yourself ready, you know, get your own, your own thing, your house, your work, your money, yeah. and be ready, you know, and then the girls will come or whatever, you know, just uh, take care of yourself, don't yeah. follow the herd, you know, yeah. don't work on yourself, yeah, work on yourself, you know, make sure you have your own job, your own house, everything, everything good, and then Live, live your life. Then you can live your life the way you want it. If you like follow a girl or follow the latest trends, it's not you. You know, yeah, just be uh, uh, make get the best out of yourself. You know, yeah. get a cape, train, be healthy. You know, because that's the, the most important. Your your house, your, your work. Yeah, you need that car if you go. You want to go to places. Uh, and be healthy. Yeah, that is the, that is the most important thing. A girl will come, a girl will go, yeah. guy will come, guy will go. But you know, if you have everything set, you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah work on yourself. You know, uh, get be skilled, yeah, and uh, we'll build your own foundations, build your own, you know, build your own castle. Make yeah. Foundation. If it is okay, then everything will be okay because you have to find a girl it don't work out okay don't work out go back to your own house you know if you work you get your stuff everything's okay that, that and fuck skinny jeans <laughs> yeah don't wear skinny jeans <laughs> <laughs> hey dude my man thank you so much for this uh, it's been a blast you know to, to talk catch up a bit hear your vision on the world what we're doing uh just super super awesome thanks uh, what we're gonna do is, you know, uh, on the post, we're gonna we're gonna post your uh, your website or your social media below okay. for people to come and find you, check you out, because uh, you know I know I know you're training and training and teaching in a couple of gyms in Holland, so for the Dutch listeners uh, that know where to find you, and uh, dude, yeah, thank you. It's been a blast. Hope to have you on another time. Yeah, of course. And uh, that's it, man. Thanks. Oof.